Okay, before we get started, though, I should warn you, I took a gummy edible almost 40 minutes ago, so... Oh, you're gonna be chill as fuck. Yeah, dude. I've been taking them to go to sleep at night, and they've been really helping, so... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Hey, you know, whatever works. Where do you get them from? Just local shops, or do you do the order online thing? So, I wanted to just go to a physical location and get it, but this particular place that we ordered from before doesn't have a physical location, so I had to get it delivered. Oh, well. At least it's from, like, a reputable place, too. Like, that was the hard part. Yeah. Okay, well, noted. If you start crashing on the couch, and then you all of a sudden roll over to the futon and be like, dude, life is... It's just life, man. So, like... I haven't been doing anything silly like that, but I I do notice that it'll take about an hour or so for it to kick in. But when it does, it's just like, (laughs) it's just like there. (laughs) Yeah, when the acid hits. Yep. 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 Ah, good stuff. Um, So just to keep you uh, warned. Okay. Well, well, I've been forewarned. And I think with that, I'll, I'll ask you, since you've given me fair forewarning, what's the song stuck in your head this week? A song that's been stuck in my head since actually the last episode that we recorded is by this up-and-coming band called Beelzebubs. They started out as kind of a black metal comic strip, so to speak, something similar to like Calvin and Hobbes. Started on Tumblr, I think, a long time ago, and now it's an actual band, and they're similar to like Death Clock, except it's mostly black metal. So if anyone's familiar with the show Metalocalypse, the band Death Clock there, it's just a uh, cartoon band that does all the fun metal stuff. Same sort of deal with this band. They've got a new song that they just released called Cathedrals of Mourning. So you sent me the YouTube link for this, which was for the music video, I think. And I pulled it up. And it's more fun than Death Clock. I I think it's not like over the top stupid, right? Death Clock was like kind of like almost a parody. Mm -hmm. This was like well thought out and still funny at times, but it was a good watch. Right, yeah. And I think that they probably took um, some notes from Death Clock and Metalocalypse. Like, okay, here's the things that we like about you know what they did here's some things that we think could be better and just kind of fine-tuned it fine-tuned it oh man getting them puns in early yep 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 get my shots in now you know cool man yeah you did mention that at the end of our recording last time and wow it survived like a whole two weeks to get to the next recording yeah man that's what kind of happened with the other single that they released a few months back uh blackened call i think it was called but yeah i just I don't know, something about this band, just the style that they've got going on, the production quality, just everything about it is just like, yes, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Thank you. There you go. Well, Steve, it's been six episodes since I committed kind of a cardinal sin in in our, in our metal song of the week, where I chose a song that wasn't quite metal. Oh. And I just, I just went back and looked to see like when the, was the last time I did this, because I wanted to make sure it wasn't, you know, like last episode. But it was six episodes ago, and this is episode 12, so it's exactly six episodes later. There's only one way you can redeem yourself. Do you know what it is? No. Okay, so if you pick another non-metal band, it has to, has to be on episode 18, so that way it's like every sixth one, so six, six, six. 
Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. I wasn't thinking of that. Um, I was really just trying to cover my ass uh, with the fact that I was like, "When did I do this last?" And then, oh, great, it was six episodes ago, and this is six episodes later. Oh, you know what? I was going to make it a bit, <laughs> so now it's a bit. Cool. Okay, I'm on board with that. So every six episodes, you choose All right, every six episode. I choose something that's not metal. All right, cool. All right, so with that retconning of my horrible mistake of committing a sin in a metal podcast <laughs> of not choosing a metal song, I did that this week. That's okay. Lately, a band that's been stuck in my head is Coheed and Cambria, which everyone's like, oh, really? Coheed and Cambria? Come on, Adam. Oh, really? Coheed and Cambria? Come on, Adam. Okay, there it is. So, yes, Coheed and Cambria. I really like this band because I think, you know... Claudio Sanchez is a very talented guitarist. I think they're both talented guitarists. And, you know, to your point with the band you mentioned, how they kind of have something else to go along with the music, right? Where they have like this cartoon-esque type thing going on. Kuwait and Cambria also does a lot of stuff like that with their music as well. Like their music is meant to go along with like comic books and it tells like a sci-fi novel or a sci-fi like epic. Claudio mainly is the one behind all of this, but he's very focused in telling a narrative or creating a narrative and creating like an experience, right? We talked about, you know, movies and soundtracks and this and that and like the bigger picture. And I think Coheed's always trying to go for that. And sometimes people really enjoy it and other times people really hate it. But the song that's been stuck in my head and song that always gets stuck in my head by them is off of the album Year of the Black Rainbow. And it's called When Skeletons Live. And really what just pulls me in is like the drum intro and the guitar. Like I love the, the guitar riff. But I mean, I have a lot of punk influence, and I think we've mentioned that a couple times. And, and this is a lot of times when the punk in me really comes out to play. And there are sections of Kohi that kind of pull on like epic guitar solos and like a bunch of guitar leads and this and that. And there are other times where they kind of like break it down to like slower, more melodic sections, but it all kind of falls in line with the narrative or the story that they're trying to tell. But and this song, every time, every time, just right in my ear hole, stuck in my head. Yeah, it is a very catchy riff at the beginning there. It has kind of a bluesy feel in a way, which I know is kind of something you like in guitar playing. But I'm not going to lie, I never really listened to Coheed and Cambria. I think when I was first shown it and I heard his voice, I was at a point in my metal career where like I only listened to like death metal and black metal and anything that was different was just like, no, I'm not listening to it. So, uh, but that guitar riff was really catchy. So maybe I will have to give them another shot and see what happens. You know, it's a lot of things that come up. So I was talking with another one of our co-hosts from another podcast, Casual Dads, Phil. He and I went to go see a podcast live. Wow, we're getting really meta now. We went to go see a, a podcast live with a guy I co-host a podcast with that I'm now talking about with on another podcast. Man. Dude, that's like three levels deep. I think we're Inception level now. Yep. Cool. So we were talking and he was telling me about, you know, some epic drum beat that was stuck in his head. And, you know, he was playing, you know, the song for me. And I was kind of like, okay, well, cool. You know, it's like, you want an epic drum solo? Like, here, hold my beer and let me show you some, uh, <laughs> some Lamb of God here. And I'll turn on some Chris Adler, just like, or some, right. you know, Trivium from their, their latest album with Alex Bent, you know, like, I'll just throw that on. And I did. And he's like, wow. He's like, that's really technical. Like, that's really impressive. And then the vocals come in. He's like, okay, I'm out. I'm out. I'm so out. You know, and he's like, is there a way to like listen to metal with that's just instrumental? I'm like, well, there are lots of instrumental bands, but that brings up a good point. Like, you know, there are some bands who will release like just an instrumental album, right? Where it's like the same tracks, just they just rip out the vocals. 
Um, just mute that track. <laughs> mute. Bounce again. We good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's funny, you know, because, yeah, the, the vocal track is so prominent and it's such a big part of a lot of, you know, bands. And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, get off the, the train. They're like, hey, you know what? This is my stop. I'm good now. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, it almost in a way goes the opposite way too for metalheads. How it happened just now is just like, oh, that's a really cool riff. But then I hear the vocals. I'm just like, eh, can I listen to it without the vocals? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think it's a universal thing, right? Like a vocal track, like if you're not, if it doesn't speak to you. (gasps) Oh, dang. Man, that's like two in the span of five minutes. I don't need to slow it down I know, we're slamming them in hard today. (laughs) If the vocal track doesn't speak to you, then yeah, I think a lot of people, that's usually where they fall off because I think vocals are so heavily pronounced in tracks. Yeah. I mean, with good reason too, right? I think, you know, it's a universal language. We can all speak, right? Well, like you can't all speak, but you know. No, but I think that's a good point. And I also think too, it kind of makes me think about uh, other extreme forms of metal where like the vocals are so unintelligible and they're so low volume wise in the mix that like it's really there just as complimentary noise, not really anything else. So to me, I see it as kind of like a reaction to all of like popular music where the vocals are up front and the main sort of thing, whereas these extreme types of, you know, music, metal especially, is trying to say, no, don't worry about the vocals like it's here, but listen to everything else that's going on. Right, right. And I think, you know, like, just like when you're cooking a good dish, right, you got to have your main course or your main part of the dish. And then you got to have your sides and stuff like that, right? I mean, you can't go too mm-hmm. heavy on the sides, right? You can't have a whole bunch of baked beans, otherwise you miss your pulled pork. Or, you know, you can't have fill up on mac and cheese, otherwise you miss the coleslaw. You know, it's like, yeah. you got to have a balance. Like It has to be a balance. Now, there is one thing that's a centerpiece, you know. And that can be whatever you want it to be. You want to have baked beans as your centerpiece? Fine. You can be a monster and you can do that. Or you can have chicken like a normal person and have that be your centerpiece. The food analogy, that was that was very nice. That was good. Now, whenever you see a metal band, you're just going to see a plate of food every time. Yeah. And like, why is the drummer back there? Why is the baked bean spilling over into my chicken area here? That's uh, <laughs> I want to enjoy everything together, but... That's how we get subgenres. That's how subgenres are made. Well, kids. When the baked beans love the coleslaw. <laughs> and spill over into the chicken. Good stuff. So I, I think we have a fair amount of follow-up, and this is something that we kind of gloss over in most episodes because, you know, okay, it's two weeks ago, like, whatever. We're, we're good. We move on. We, we live in the now. Yeah. But in some follow-up, I've been keeping an eye on my hard case price alert that I mentioned a, a while ago, right? Because I, I had a very aggressive price alert where I'm like, hey, you know what? I want this to be under 40 bucks. And then I'll, I will actually buy it. And I swear it was at $52. And I was like, oh, we are so close, man. We are so close. And now it's back up to 70. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll keep waiting. Yeah, you might be waiting for a while, man. It's with hard cases. It's it's one of those things like if you can get it down to even 52 bucks, that's pretty good. So I guess it's really dependent on how long are you willing to wait for it to get down to that price if it does. I'm willing to wait as long as it takes to get down to $40. And if it never does? Well, then I'm never getting hard cases. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have kids to feed, you know, and that extra $20 that I could save, that, that, that buys some Happy Meals, you know? Okay, all right, that works. PSA, I don't feed my kids Happy Meals. 
That's why they're not happy, Adam. Oh, shoot. I'm sure they're happy. You're a great dad. Aw. Well, thank you. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying every day. But you, you did your homework, Steve. You did the homework yes. that I neglected to do for so many times after bringing it up, and you found the Holy Grail. Yes. And that Holy Grail is the trifecta of same band name, album name, and song name. This is quite difficult to actually find some bands that follow this. So I think it's more common among older bands. The one big one that I think is an obvious choice for this would be uh, Black Sabbath, which the song Black Sabbath off of the album Black Sabbath. I think it's a very popular song amongst the older generations of metal fans. There is another older band that I came across, though, which I hadn't heard before. I think I'd seen the name, but that also has this trifecta of the names, and that is Angel Witch. The song Angel, which is actually really cool. I don't know if you had that one queued up or not. I should have mentioned something. Yeah, this wasn't in the notes. I mean, like, yeah, now, now I'm sorry. Now you put me on the spot. Now you're making me tap on the keyboard. I had my feet up. I was having a good time. And then Steve's like, hey, why don't we play this song? I'm like, okay, man, I can do that. I mean, you know, I, I have the powers, but. Yeah, that's my bad. That's my bad. I mean, you just got to give me a little warning. Man, so like, how how old is this? This is a 30th anniversary edition, so I'm assuming it's it's, it's fairly old. But I, I'll tell you, there's there's something about that classic guitar tone that just really grabs you. And when when they start ripping off like right in the intro, like hey, like strap in kids, you know we're gonna have a good time. Oh man, I'm 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 hooked every time. Yeah, I just played this one the other day and it blew my socks off. I was just like, holy crap, that's <laughs> that's from like that old of a band. Like not many other bands were doing things like that back then. Yeah, so you found it. And when you when you found it, did it go like, did like rays from not the heavens, but well, I guess in this case, it's pretty old. Well, not Angel Witch, maybe maybe Black Sabbath rays from below came pouring up. There we go. <laughs> and it wasn't a law, it was a bra. Bra. I would do it, but my, my throat hurts because uh, I'm not feeling too well. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. But these were the only two bands that I was able to find that kind of followed this. There are other close calls, you know, either like same band with the same album name or just same band with the same song name, things like that. It's kind of an interesting trend that. I don't know. I feel like could be cool to be revived by newer bands just to have some fun. I think it's like bands these days, right? You have to save your self-titled album for your reawakening, right? It's like, hey, you know, we release our self-titled album, which means we're going back to our roots, which means we're redefining ourselves. And this is who we were meant to be from the beginning. I think that's what most bands are saving for these days. Yeah. When you're here now, you're just kind of like, they come up with some crazy name on their first album. And then when they release their self-titled and whenever you watch the YouTube videos for, you know, their self-titled, you know, making of like, yeah, this one, when we, when we were thinking about the name, it wasn't that we couldn't think of one. It was that we were just so deep and just so intellectual, you know, just all these thoughts that we wanted to redefine like what we were as a band. And we just thought the only way to do that was just to, to use our, our, our band name as a, as a self-titled. Good job, guys. Good job. Cool. Glad you got there finally. 
Sorry, I'm riffing on all these bands and I haven't released one album, so. (laughs) (laughs) You're still defining yourself. It's okay. That's right, man. I'm waiting to (laughs) release my first album, which will be self-titled, because I'm still defining myself. Thank you, Steve. So, in other news, yeah, you you have another band. Yeah, so I've kind of been hearing about this band every so often. It shows up in my feed and I've never really gotten around to listening to them. But the concept is just so hilarious. The band is called O'Killy Do'Killy, and they are a Ned Flanders-themed metal band. So everyone in the band dresses like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons, and they all have song titles and lyrics that are based around things he does and says. So it's similar to like Austrian Death Machine as it is to Arnold Schwarzenegger, except this is just Ned Flanders. O'Killy Do'Killy. Yeah. So I saw this band on Reddit a while back, and I just saw the picture of them. It was like just a picture of all of them together. And it was like a Ned Flanders metal band. So I was like, that's, of course it's a thing. You know, Simpsons have been around for so long. Of course, of course, you know. Yep. And the cool thing, too, now is that they were making headlines this week because they actually got to perform on The Simpsons. So the creators of the show took notice and gave them a call to come on. So, now, I don't watch The Simpsons. Just never really got into watching The Simpsons. Isn't isn't Ned Flanders, spoiler alert, isn't Ned Flanders dead? I don't actually know because uh, I have not really kept up with The Simpsons for a very long time. I know things about it. I know characters from the show. Um, I know some basic plot stuff, but nothing from the later seasons, really. Well, I just typed into the computer, is Ned Flanders dead? And the first result I got was for his wife. So I think that's a pretty safe assumption. So I know his wife died, but... Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. It was his wife that died. That's why he's raising the kids on his own. Yeah. All the Simpsons fans are going to, you know, rage on me. Just like all the Slayer fans are going to rage on you. You know, that's... Yeah. I don't know what's worse, though. Simpsons fans or Slayer fans? Are there more Simpsons fans or more Slayer fans? Oh, that's a tough one, because Slayer's so big. But the Simpsons are so big. Yeah, I don't know. We should make a poll. There you go. Find out which one's bigger. Anywho, that's all I got for our follow-up section today. Wow, look at that. We wrapped a follow-up. Woohoo! All right, so I think for a topical topic, something, you know, that has come around recently, and something that I discovered, or rediscovered, I should say, like a month ago, is uh, Easter, specifically Easter eggs. And I'm not talking about the the bunny, you know, that hops around coloring eggs and hiding them. Uh, I'm talking about Easter eggs left in metal songs. Nice. So this is something that I think was a lot more common back in the day in in the terms of like hidden songs or hidden tracks, right? Where a band would basically release a CD or release uh, a tape or a vinyl, you know, and it would have tracks on there, you know, and you would listen through. And then when the silence came in at the end of like track seven, you're like, oh, cool. Like the album's over. Right. And then you take it off and you you never let it play 20 minutes into the silence to figure out what the next thing was. So I, I think, you know, the, these Easter eggs or hidden songs were much more prominent back in the day. And I think with the rise of like digital music, obviously, that's kind of gone away. but you still see it every once in a while. And I'm I'm curious now, I kind of want to put you on the spot and say like, when was the, or what was the first Easter egg that you ever found listening to music? 
It was probably off of an Offspring CD. Oh, same, man. Totally. Was it Smash, I think, that had a hidden track at the end? Yeah, Smash had a hidden track at the end where it was just kind of like a little guitar, like a yeah. melody that went that went through. Yeah. Yep. That was the first one. There was other like random things I would kind of pick up in songs, but it wasn't like intentionally an Easter egg. Like I would hear like a random note that like sh- was obviously a wrong note, <laughs> but no one like bothered to to correct it. I don't, I don't know if that's an Easter egg more of that's just a, you know, production mistake. Like, oops, editor dropped something on the floor. Yeah, I don't know if they wanted to try and like redefine it as an Easter egg and just never told anyone or. <laughs> all right, mister, you know, pro at music can pick out all the imperfections. Okay, and all the audio. okay, all I'm right. <laughs> so, you know, when I think of like hidden songs, The Offspring was definitely one of the ones that I first encountered. When you start playing and you wonder like, hey, why isn't the CD player stopped, you know, after it plays the last track, you know, and you're like, hmm, interesting. And you hit the fast forward button, fast forward, because God, Seek technology was amazing in CDs, man. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> this is what our generation had to deal with. And everyone else before that is like, oh, man, we actually had to move the needle, guys. Like there was no Seek, you know, like skip ahead two seconds. So we'll let that play all the way to the end. You're like, oh, there's there's something here. And then you listen to it. And you're like, wow, that that that's it. OK, great. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes least... it was awesome. But other times it was just like, oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. All right. At least with the offspring. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they, they teased it and sometimes it was just kind of like pointless. Yeah. But what's the great thing in, in modern digital music is they've taken all these hidden tracks and usually just split them out into their own tracks, you know, so you don't have to listen through 10 minutes of silence to figure out what it is. So I think notable examples that come up for me, one of them is off of Nirvana's album Nevermind, which uh, the song is called Endless Nameless. And, you know, after you listen to 10 minutes of silence, you just hear this heavy chugging. You're like, wait, what's happening? I thought the album was over. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert, it's not over. And I, I think this too, like hidden songs were also where the bands would kind of get a little more experimental, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like in the day and age now where people release like an off, just kind of kilter YouTube video, YouTube music video of them, you know, like riffing on something or playing something that they wouldn't normally play. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like taking place of like the hidden tracks. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like this for Nirvana, like this is pretty dark and like a lot of screaming. And you're like, wow, that's it's not what you'd expect, like from the album. So obviously that's why it's a, a hidden track. Right. Yeah, I've always heard of this hidden song. So like I knew of it, but I've never actually heard it myself. But that is not the case any longer. Man, you learned something today. Yeah, we did. Expanded your brain. So uh, another one that I'm intimately familiar with is the hidden song on Slipknot's self-titled debut album, which is Eeyore. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. I, I really like this song. Yeah, it's a good one. When do I have to start bleeping? How, how quick do I have to shut off the. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll get it. Are you sure? Are you sure you're going to get it? Yeah. I feel like you should leave this in. I feel like I'll, I'll try to stop it like that before. There, I saved you. Right there. (laughs) Right when it was about to hit. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, they just go right off the bat, and it's kind of like, um, oh, man, what's the song about? Isn't it kind of riffing on themselves, too, like, selling out? It might be. I never understood any of their lyrics at all, and that's totally fine. I just let it be. (laughs) Just let it go. Yeah. But no, I totally love this song, and I remember another friend of ours uh, in middle school 
I think it was before you and I started hanging out a lot. I listened to this album so much and I got so tired of skipping to the end. I had him take that last track and trim it up just to the start of Eeyore and then have them add it at the end of the CD with that as like the last track. So that way I could just automatically skip to it. Yeah, this is back in the days where we would actually like take a CD, rip the CD and then splice the audio and then re-rip a CD, which we lost so much quality in doing. But I know. <laughs> I wanted that that hidden track on its own track, and I was willing to make sacrifices. I didn't care how compressed it got. I wanted it on a separate track because I wanted to listen to it on repeat. Yeah. Oh, I remember back in the day, too. It was just like people would always tell you that, like, oh, you're losing quality. And I was a kid. I was just like, I don't hear a difference. It's fine. And listening back to it now, I'm just like, holy crap. Yeah, there's a huge difference in quality. <laughs> You want to talk about losing quality before, you know, the advent of MP3 players and all this stuff is we were listening to CDs on CD players. And this is before like my truck had even like a a CD player. They had the tape converters. Oh, mm -hmm. man, you want to talk about some loss in quality. Let's take this analog and throw it through tape, you know, and then like write that on the fly and see how well that that tape transitions over. Like, mm, yeah, that's that was that was tasty. Yeah, good stuff. So another one of the hit songs and kind of last one I kind of want to call out, at least for our metal section here, is from Deftones off of their album Around the Fur. The last track is called MX, and there's a good chunk of silence on this one, like a really good chunk of silence. I'm talking like 28 minutes of silence. You got to wait 28 minutes in, in the nothing to get to where this song is. And even in digital, it means I have to scrub all the way to the 32-minute mark before I even get to where the song starts. It's nuts. Like, I don't know how you could wait over 20 minutes in silence. Yeah. And usually, like, I feel like you'd have to lead up to something, too, right? Because if you're just sitting in silence for that long, and then, you know, let's say you fell asleep with the headphones on, you know, and usually there's like a one-second silence between songs or padding between tracks. So you sat there for 20 minutes, and then something like this comes on, like, out of the blue. Ouch, man. Wake up. And it's not like it seems like it's anything overly like experimental, kind of like what we were talking with the other bands or anything. Like it seems like a normal song that they could have just added as you know a separate track that you can skip to and not have to seek to. Yeah, and that was the thing. So, I mean, same with Eeyore, kind of right. It's fast. It's a little out there. Yeah, Nirvana's right was a little more experimental. But yeah, this is like Deftones. This is just another track. Like this is yeah. just track 14 like why 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 did it have to be hidden i guess if you're a super deftones fan only the super fans would wait 28 minutes to know that there's a secret song this is how you knew you were like you were cool i waited those entire 28 minutes contemplating i waited 28 minutes just to see if there was anything i wonder if there's a band that's trolled that and just put like a 28 minute tail at the end of a song and didn't release anything <laughs> it's just silence <laughs> at the very end it's just someone just like yelling really quick just ah! <laughs> oh, so you know, but even that is giving something away i mean i, I mean that's just, like, pure silence and like let it stop absolutely nothing yeah hey there's the ultimate troll right there i mean it's not gonna work well these days because everyone will see the, how long the actual like song is but yeah finals coming back right some some hipster will do it yeah we'll see what happens i'm sure it's only a matter of time so the other thing outside of hidden tracks i think is is hidden messages 
right? And this, I think, for metal has always been kind of like a controversial point in the in their songs where back in the day, like, hey, if you spin this record backwards, they're they're saying, you know, demon chants and, and they're saying, you know, they're speaking in tongues and they, they speak in Satan's words. That's why heavy metal is the devil's music. All that typical stuff we used to hear. Yeah, I think Black Sabbath might have been one of the early metal bands to to really at least popularize this. I don't know if they were like the first band to play something backwards on an album, but a lot of metal bands nowadays definitely got that from Black Sabbath and some of the stuff they did on their early records. Yeah, and I think, you know, it was a defining period where, like you said, you're you're testing the limits of sound and you're creating like this experience and something to not only add just like, I don't want to say shock value, but kind of add another just area of interest or something to pique your interest and listen to the music more. Mm -hmm. So I think when we call some of these out, some of the ones that I had never, never known up until I actually started like researching these things is another Slipknot appearance off of Iowa, which Iowa is a big long track with a lot of like sound bites going in there. And there's a couple of times where you're like, are they even saying words right now? And it's like, well, yes, they are saying words. It's just backwards. So in Iowa, there's a phrase that's kind of mentioned halfway through, which is, it says, don't look at me. And once you hear it, you can't unhear it. It's so eerie. Whoa. Yeah, don't look at me, man. So this whole thing is the song played in reverse, though, right? So, like, when you actually listen to the song, that Don't Look At Me is actually played backwards. Yeah. So it just sounds like kind of gibberish, right? Where it's like, rah, 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 rah. And then yeah. you, you hear it backwards, and it's very clearly Don't Look At Me. That's crazy. I never noticed that in that song. Yeah, I know. It, all the times I listen to that song, I never thought anything of it. And come to find out, if I just would have spun that CD backwards, that's not how CDs work, kids. Sorry. But if I would have spun that CD backwards, then I would have heard this. I, I think you have some in this category that you pointed out, though. Yeah, for sure. So in trying to appease our listeners who are Slayer wow, fans, man. I chose. <laughs> oh, my God. So I know I mentioned that I was going to get chewed up by all the, the Simpsons fans. <laughs> You're like, well, you know, I didn't really want to look at this one, but just to appease all those people who like this band. <laughs> I don't personally like them. I, I love it, man. Speak speak your truth. Know your truth. Anywho, I think a popular hidden message in a Slayer song is in the song Hell Awaits, and the phrase is join us. So there is a YouTube video for this as well that we'll take a listen to. It's just chanting it, man. Yep. So, again, it's kind of along the lines of what the Slipknot song there did, but I don't know. Like, it's just a, a repeated chant. There isn't too much else going on. There's some guitars going on. There was like a riff before that and stuff. But when played backwards, I mean, it gives an eerie feel. Slayer sounds the same backwards as they do forwards. Muddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just a lot of, you know, chugging, you know, and, and I swear I, I listened to this whole track, you know, or like the portion of the track that's on the YouTube video. And I was I was like, OK, so it's a Slayer song because I mean, it's like, da, 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 and I was like, OK, wait, what does it sound like forwards? And I was like, 
Oh, it sounds pretty same. much the same. <laughs> <laughs> All these songs sound the same, said every non-metalhead ever. Yep, yep, yep. Another really cool one that I came across and that I wanted to put on this list is a song by Iced Earth. I know we've talked about him before in the past, and I vaguely remember hearing this particular song and wondering if this was an actual phrase at the end. So I took a look at it more, and sure enough, the song Damien off of the album Horror Show has a really long phrase at the end, which I'm sure kind of plays into the lyrics of the song itself. Yeah, this one was crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. to know that this was... All of this was backwards in the song just kind of hit me. Mm -hmm. It is right at the end, too. Like, I would have never known. Now, now, reminder, this is in reverse, right? So, Mm -hmm. I I have the, you know, I'll, I'll include the the regular in the playlist and then we'll include the YouTube video in the show notes but I mean in, they're still talking but now you have the music going on in, in between too right like dude there's something about the way they compose this that like when you play it backwards like this you could almost make it an intro to a song and it would sound killer oh yeah to be honest like when we played it because I, I only played the YouTube one first I was like oh this is the intro to the song that's how it works right Yeah, man, Iced Earth, just such a fantastic band, and glad I came across this one for our episode. Yeah, that that was was a good one. That's by far one of the ones that I was kind of like, I mean, Slayer, yeah, okay, fine. I figured you guys were going to also have a, you know, reverse message, whatever. Slipknot, yeah, I figured you guys were going to probably have a reverse message, and it was uh, something small, like, don't look at me, join us. But no, this is like a full-on sentence, like a full-on passage from a book. This guy is talking a full-blown, like, verse here. This is a statement. This is <laughs> lots of words. <laughs> this is their State of the Union. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. State of the Union. <laughs> but only in reverse. Yep, yep. So I, I think one other category, this is kind of the fun category, and this is the one that I rediscovered uh, in the last month, was sound bites or just little little nuggets that they drop off or a little like spices that they pepper the songs with that you wouldn't really catch unless you were actually paying attention right much to like your your wrong note but intentional <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> so one of the ones is from one of my favorite bands uh protest the hero and it's off the album fortress and at the very end of wretch there's a quote from starship troopers the movie starship troopers where Johnny Rico, his dad is talking to him, trying to convince him not to join the, uh, what's the military organization there? Is it the Federation? Oh, not the Federation. It, it probably is. I forget. It's been too long since I've seen that movie. I got to watch it again. But there's, there's, there's a quote in there that he says, and we'll see if you can, you can pick it out. You want to see the galaxy? It's so faint, but. Do you want to see the galaxy? It must have been in the right ch- or another channel because I did not hear oh, it. Oh, it, it was in I the only right get channel. One channel. Yeah, it's it's okay, in the right yeah. channel. If you if you only have left channel, you didn't hear it. Uh, we downmixed to mono though, so I think you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. So at the very end of an album, just throwing in, I was like, "Do you want to see the galaxy? Would you like to know more? <laughs> Would you like to know more?" So that's one of the things I think is entertaining when a band can throw something just random in there 
Protest the Hero is very good at this too. I mean, they're a very random band to begin with, but they throw something random in at the end of the song. And this isn't the only song on this album that does this. It's just my favorite one because Starship Troopers, I mean, can't go wrong. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but you, I think you have an example of this too. Yeah. So when we were coming up with the outline for this episode and you came up with the uh, section for sound bites, I immediately thought of this German folk metal band called Equilibrium. In the middle of one of their songs, they just have this random dog bark really quick. And it's right on beat and everything cuts out for this dog bark. And then it keeps going. And it's super, super funny. It's off of the song called Aus Zeit. <laughs> it's so silly, but it's so fun. Uh, woof. I remember when I first heard that, I was working at Target as the cart attendant, and I was listening to music, I was pushing carts around, and I was listening to the song, and all of a sudden I just hear this dog bark, and I totally thought there was someone with their dog around me, and I was like looking around, <laughs> like, where the hell is this dog coming from? That's the best. We were so quiet, too. I was waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I don't want to talk, because I don't want to miss a dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's so great. Yep, yep. Yeah, I love how, like you said, everything cuts out for it, right? Just everything's silent, and then woof. <laughs> woof. <laughs> so you and I both mentioned that, you know, The Offspring was one of the, the first bands that we listened to that had kind of the hidden tracks. And in that same nature, at the end of the album Ixnay on the Ombre, there is a line that is uttered apparently by someone who is pretending to be an old person. And, oh, it's... I'll, I'll let the line speak for itself, but I thought it was very fitting for our podcast. I think you guys should try heavy metal. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that. <laughs> it's so good. Man, just, I think you guys should try heavy metal. And saying that to the Offspring is great, too, because Offspring is, you know, very much a punk band. Mm -hmm. After this whole song called Change the World, you know, where it's, you know, very motivational kind of uplifting song and then you sit through you know five minutes of silence and get that classic classic offspring so i, I think all of this comes to kind of close at the the reason that I, I brought up this topic or kind of the reason that i chose to do this topic at this time that's because dream theater's album that they came out with had a very 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 subtle easter egg in one of their songs and I discovered it very much the way that you discovered your, your target, you know, dog bark one, where I was at work, you know, just with headphones on listening to the album. And I'm just kind of in the zone, right? It's pretty quiet around me. And I'm just kind of working, working, working. And then I hear this soundbite. I'm like, wait, what was that? You kind of look around, you know, like do a double take. Like, <laughs> is, is that what I thought it was? And they have a special guest on, on one of their songs off of Dream Theater's new album. I didn't know that they got guest vocals from Owen Wilson. They got Owen Wilson to come on one of their songs and do a guest vocal track. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. And it's so quiet. Like, you have to have it turned up oh, in order man. to know it's there. You have to crank it. Man, the song is S2N off of their latest album, Distance Over Time. And you have to crank it at that four-minute mark. It'll get silent for a little bit, and then just right at the very last time they do it, it's just a little, wow. 
<laughs> Classic. Oh, it was so good. And this just reminded me like, oh, there's still classy ways that you can sneak in a hidden track or a hidden soundbite, even in today's landscape. So like golf good claps on them. for them, yep. you know, props. Like I think Easter eggs are a fun thing. Yeah. In in metal, it, I think the hidden message is, like you said, much more prominent these days, right? Where you, you play something in reverse and you get a different message. But props to bands still having hidden tracks and funny sound bites. Yeah, I think we need more metal bands nowadays to do more of the soundbite stuff because it's so fun and it gets, I think it gets you more engaged as a listener too, because it's like, all right, yeah, I love this music. That's why I'm listening to it. But also like, oh, check this out. Like there's this random little thing that I didn't hear before and it's like super funny or super cool. And you want to talk about viral marketing, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. exactly what you do. Exactly. It's like, oh, let's sneak something in, not tell anyone about it. And then everyone will tweet about it, get on the Twitters, get on the podcast and talk about our song. And now everyone knows about it and everyone's listening to the album. And oh, no, they took all our money. Nice. Do you have anything else you want to mention for Easter eggs? No, I think you helped round out this episode pretty well. I pretty much got all the ones in there that I wanted to. As soon as I knew that we were doing this topic my mind immediately went to equilibrium. So that was on there first. So yeah, I think I'm pretty good. Nice. So I do have a couple questions for you. Okay. Just kind of in, in my life as a, a struggling, I don't want to say musician, but struggling casual musician. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm always trying to find a way to get back into something or fine tune something or dust off an old guitar or learn some new tricks here and there. And you're always my go-to. So I figure, you know, I'll save all my questions instead of randomly, you know, sending you a text message at 11 o'clock at night. Figure I'll, I'll wait until we actually have our podcast time. There we go. So I know I, you can see, the listeners can't see, but you can see that I'm kind of in a, a different location. I have a different setup mm-hmm. and I have some fancy panels on the back on my wall now. And that's because the house that I'm in has a really, 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 really bad echo. <laughs> like, there's a lot of it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know you heard like eight reallys, but I said really once, just really loud. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is that is bad. So I'm curious if you do anything for sound treatment in a room, and if you have any advice for me on how to eliminate all the echo. Dude, you are about at least two wall panels farther along than I am. So, <laughs> well, let's see how many panels do I have. One, two. Oh, okay. I can't see if there's any others around your room, but those are the only two I see. No, no that's that's all I got. Well, maybe you can help a brother out and send one down here. <laughs> <laughs> how about I send you the box that they came in? Like, is that, hey, man, it's probably better than nothing. Yeah, you can send me your uh, your old uh, cardboard egg cartons. You know, okay, so funny you mentioned that, because I, I thought about putting those up on the wall, and then that got shot down immediately. <laughs> yeah. That that did not go over well. Uh, I was like, so I'm going to put these uh, egg cartons up on the wall. She's like, what if we have people come over? Well, I'll just tell them it's for soundproof. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a thought. What if we didn't? <laughs> <laughs> well, then there's going to be echo in my audio, and I'm not going to be happy about it. And that was the end of that argument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I definitely need some treatment in my room here because I've got about one, two, three kind of bigger posters up in here. And that's about it. And there's just blank walls. And even sitting here with my headphones on, I can hear an echo and it's not good. But I think thus far in the podcast, I've noticed it hasn't been that much of an issue, so I'm willing to... Don't tell them. They'll never know. Okay, this is the part where we cut this out in post. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is that part. This is that part this that you that cut. Part. Right here. I'm leaving myself a verbal reminder to cut this out <laughs> in post. <laughs> you know, in, in, in programming, we put little like comments, which are to-dos, right? So usually yeah. you put your to-dos in comments, right? So I assume you do the same in, you know, audio editing, right? You just add a little like <laughs> a special vocal track that you just like hot, you know, patch in anytime. It's like, I need to remove this section completely. <laughs> yeah. I think as of right now, it's okay. It's not that bad. If I wanted to do some serious recording, like one of my acoustic instruments, like the um, guitar, I've got a little penny whistle, I've got an auto harp. If I wanted to do something like that, I would have to seriously consider getting some treatment. I've actually thought about building kind of like stand-up kind of soundboards in a way that can be collapsible. So I can just store like the panels themselves somewhere like in a closet, but then the stands for them would be able to be collapsible. I just haven't gotten around to actually researching that yet and see how to how to build it. Yeah, I mean, what I found in my brief research of sound treatment is you can you can go egg carton cheap. Mm-hmm. You can go like a little bit above that. And then the next tier is like, OK, here, you're spending three hundred dollars for panels. I'm like, man, like. I get it that, you know, they have some crazy dampening, you know, technology and they they actually look decent, right? Because they're covered in fabric and all sorts of stuff. But it's like, wow, like prices jump up like crazy. Yeah. What I was going to say, though, is Costco. I mean, if if you're a family man like I am and your kids like eggs, which not all of my kids like eggs, but I like eggs and some of my kids like eggs and the dog likes eggs. So that's enough people. Yeah. They sell like a three dozen egg pack, I think is what it is. But it comes in packs like they're they're. they're big they're big like uh almost like 12 by 12 squares of like the egg carton material so i'm like that's perfect because you know the egg carton ones yeah you have to like take those out you know rip those apart whatever they have words on them the costco ones are just literally cardboard that's in the shape of the egg cartons that you could put on the wall and like i said it was it was the fancy ones so i was telling you you know my wife i'm like hey it's the (laughs) fancy ones we can put the nice ones up there we got the Costco cartons. Come on. Yeah, they're even the good ones. It's not like I'm opening up this, you know, like Safeway Hillshire Farms one and trying to put it out there. It's like, no, it's a nameless, like Costco branded, you know, it just says Kirkland on the back of it. No one's going to notice. Still didn't go over well. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Well, I'll, if I have some extras, I'll send them your way. Way. Sweet. Way. 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 <laughs> the next thing that I'm trying to tackle is cleaning my guitars, right? Because I, I know... I said I, I dusted them off, and yes, I dusted them, which just underscored the fact that I needed to actually clean them. I, I have one that's kind of a, a matte finish. It's not like a gloss finish, and then I have another one that is a gloss finish. So normally I've had like guitar cleaning kits, you know, which is like something that you can get packaged in like a little can with like, here's some guitar oil and some fretboard oil and all this other stuff. But I, I'm curious like what your go-tos are for cleaning fretboards and cleaning, you know, um, guitar bodies and finishes. So anything that's got a typical like gloss finish, you can use pretty much any sort of polish. A lot of times you can find stuff like for cars that you can use on it and it's okay. Um, They do sell a lot of different products at, you know, your local guitar center or Amazon. Basically anything that's going to, you'll have like two different compounds at least. You'll have one that's more of a cleaner, so it'll get off all the grime and then once you go through it with that, then you can apply just like a like a clear coat polish. That'll kind of help take out some of the extra like fingerprints or light scratches, things like that. Gotcha. That's kind of what I'd go with. All right. So treat it like a car, at least on the treat body. Treat it like a car. Get some turtle wax. Wax on, wax off. Wash it first. Get some turtle wax. Wax on, yep. wax off. 
That'll make it nice and shiny. Yep. So the next question is fretboards. Fretboards. So I know there is like a special cleaner for it. I haven't actually used any of those products. I'm thinking about taking a look into that soon, though. So maybe by the next episode or two, I can have a real answer for you on that. But as of right now, anytime I'm cleaning my strings, I'll just take a cloth, like a microfiber cloth or whatever, just take a little bit of water, just get it very lightly damp and just kind of scrub the fretboard a little bit to get any of the grime off. I don't go too much farther than that. I mean, you still want some sort of oil in there, but the buildup of grime is just going to cause corrosion on the frets. So, Yeah, and I always learn, wash your hands before you play guitar. Yep, yep, yep. That helps a lot. Yep. Um, There's also this other product that I use for strings, actually, and it kind of helps with the fretboard a little bit, too. It's called Fast Fret. Um, So it's like a string lubricant that kind of helps protect the strings from corrosion. Um, It kind of helps you, like move around the strings a little bit easier too. Sometimes if you're playing with older strings where there's like a little bit of corrosion on them, it can feel kind of like, yeah, like sticky or rough, almost like sandpaper trying to move across and that hurts. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) And that's not fun. (laughs) That's not fun for anyone. So reduce any uh, sorts of scratches and infections by keeping your uh, strings lubricated with fast fret. (laughs) This episode sponsored by Faster. Yeah, somehow this turned into an ad. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I like how you tied it in there. So, yeah, cleaning the fretboards, I remember the, the kit that it came with uh, in the brief research that it did was like uh, orange oil or something, you know, of that, that kind of nature. Some like citric that's a little bit acidic, um, mm-hmm. but with an oil kind of mixture in there. Right. It'll help get away that nasty, dirty grime and corrosion, right? It'll get that off of there, but won't hurt the finish <laughs> or like leave any lasting like impressions or um, damage the finish of the fretboard. Because that's always been my worry, right? Like, I'm like, hey, guitar body, cool. You're there for looks, right? I, I'll wax you like a car all day long. I don't want to mess with my fretboard. I want to fuck with my fretboard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've actually... I don't know. I haven't been on top of maintaining my guitars enough as I should <gasps> you lately. Monster. So I know I'll have to take some time on a day off and just like do a nice cleaning on some of my guitars and it'll be good. Spring cleaning, man. Easter eggs, spring cleaning. Yep. It's it's almost like I, I had a topic for this episode, you know, like, hey. Yeah. Hey, spring's right around the corner. If it's already here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's already here, Steve. Ah, oh, man. Yep. That gummy's kicking in. <laughs> well, clean your guitars, man. You're a dirty, yes. dirty boy, and you need to clean your guitars. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Do you remember my project guitar that I had from, like, years ago? Oh, man. Yes. So, I did not do a good job on the finish. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever clear coat was on there is slowly coming off. And now, like, the paint underneath has started to like warp and the way it's sitting on my guitar stand it's just like you can see right where the impressions are from like the stand and it's like moving like the paint around underneath it's not a good look so (laughs) i'm gonna have to refinish my guitar so i've got to find the right materials this time to do that a lot of stripper and a lot of sanding yep 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 i did it before because i didn't want the factory red so well, now you get factory orange. Orange, yeah. I don't know. I figure if I'm going to go with another color, I can try something different. This It's blue right now, but I feel like if I try blue again, I'm just going to be paranoid again that it's going to cause problems. So 
I don't know what color I should go with. You know, Genius is big green, so. I have not had a green guitar, so I could go with green. Maybe like a Ninja Turtle green, like bright, bright green. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle green? Like Secret of the Ooze green? Yeah. Dang. That could be cool. I was thinking like, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were thinking something not so flashy? I, I was, and now I'm thinking about it more. I'm like, yeah. Cowabunga, dude. Cowabunga. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You can follow us on Twitter at MetallurgyCast and on Facebook as Metallurgy Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email guitar at metallurgycast.com or click the submit follow-up link in the show notes. If you've got a minute, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach other headbangers across the globe. If you have questions, thoughts, song or artist recommendations, please let us know. Share the podcast with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes when they drop. Yeah, I gotta drop the oil pan and replace a starter in the truck sometime. Woo. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Oil pan's been leaking yeah. for the last 50,000 miles, and the starter just now started going out, so... Just started. <laughs> just started, not starting. Stupid starter. Hey, my starter started going out. So your starter started going <laughs> so out. So it's doing what it, what its name is, right? No, it right? started going out. <laughs> my starter is starting. Oh, just just shut up and give me a new starter. <laughs> That'll be one hundred twenty-five dollars, please. But... <laughs> I could start to do that. <laughs> but it sounds like you're having problems getting started. Shut up. Oh, there we go. Now you're all big on my screen. That's better. Oh, yeah, I'm all big. oh boy um yeah yeah i kind of have a a coldy cold so i may sound a little funky oh i'm sorry adam it's okay i got some some ricolas (laughs) yep (laughs) and uh, that that should get me through as long as i don't start crunching them in the middle of the recording um How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop roll? Stole I never made it from without binding. Ask Mr. Owl. <laughs> Mr. Owl. Why is the kid naked? How many licks does it take yeah. to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop roll? Let's find out. Find out. Stupid smug owl. A one, a two, a three. Totally forgot about that. A three. Yeah. Is it like an empty stick? Like, the f- man. And then, then they look, the announcer comes on and he's like, Tootsie Roll Pops. Like, I don't know, I forgot what they say, but they say something like, like, how many licks does it take to get to the center? The world may never know. The, oh, yeah. The world may never know.